Today is Friday, August 11th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. So, I don't know, about 20 seconds of me starting this uh, room today, this podcast, we began talking about rape and murder. So, um, you know, if that's any indication of how today went, um, <laughs> it is entertaining. So if you um, want to stay up to date on the la- latest heresies, stick around. This room is full of them. Um, so we talk about rape and murder and why God doesn't stop things. Well, have you heard of Job? Uh, okay, so then we talk about a, a person I know who's having marital trouble. So it's not an ethereal kind of what's the Bible say about, you know, general ideas for problems in marriage and stuff like that. Uh, we've got a concrete example of this guy I know that's actually got one. So we kind of, uh, you know, talk around that and, you know, do talk about what the Bible says about it, but relate it to this specific situation, um, which is not just the run of the mill. There's It's a little more entangling than that. Then we... Uh, we get a prayer request from Sean, one of our regular people that hang out with us and answer questions from a Christian perspective. His kid apparently ran off into a Mormon cult. So prayers for that guy. I, I don't remember his name, but it's, um, yeah, the guy, Sean, who hangs out with us, his, his child. Um, so prayers to see the light and return. Um, then I get rebuked. <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is a badge of honor if I get rebuked by an abject heretic i'm gonna say so so um you know i take it in stride um say i can't take criticism (laughs) anyway so uh that'll be fine maybe i'll clip that out by itself that deserves to be uh to be to be seen by all and then just crazy people people um you know one dude thinks that you know rasta whatever is the way and pot's great and you know jesus is a okay dude but you know weed is the answer for everything and uh, how you can heal uh, cancer-ridden mice with um, energy healing. He sort of says it's spiritual, but not in any way that the people of the Bible would say. He gets as far as laying on of hands, but with super, like, weed energy or something. Um, versus, you know, through the power of Jesus Christ. Um, I think his is through the power of positive pot. Anyway, so um, then he gets rebuked by our resident atheist Michael, which is fun when it's not happening to us. <laughs> Um, anyway, and then we end up with, um, Heretic 1 talking to Heretic 2, Universalist Bob and, uh, Pot Rasta Dave, uh, go one-on-one for a while talking about, um, stuff. So, anyways, uh, I, I do try to plug the actual gospel of Jesus in there, and the reason I let these people go on so long and entertain so many of these discussions is, one, no one had actual questions, so, you know, submit some. And reason number two is, you know, give people enough ropes to hang themselves, metaphorically. That That's the, the adage. So um, I try to do that. So then I'm like, okay, you've heard about all this weird cancer pot energy, universalist stuff. Pot's good. This is good. Um, which, you know, I don't care about pot. If You know, if you're an adult and it's legal or decriminalized, do what you want. I don't think it's good. I think it can lead to bad things. But, I mean, you know, I'm not here to, like, be your nanny and say, like, don't do that. That's bad. You know, don't take a drink of alcohol. Don't do drugs. I mean, generally speaking, yeah, I, I believe that stuff. Don't do that stuff. But I'm not here to, you know, attack this guy's views because of that bent. Like, drugs are bad or something like that. Um, again, don't do drugs. But that's not the sole reason I'm I'm having problems with this guy. It's because it's just completely contrary to Jesus Christ. That's the main reason. Um, anyway, so I think we'll let Universalist Unitarian Bob talk. Let this guy love who rebukes me, and he kind of owns himself in my rebuke and um, me getting rebuked. Uh, the things he says, like, you know, Jesus is walking around as a body. 
Um, he's bodily walking around. Like, you could go to the car wash and see Jesus hanging out. I'm like, okay, if you're rebuking me because I don't believe that and I'm preaching a different gospel, then I accept your rebuke. Um, you know, like, anyways. Um, I'm getting off the trail. Right, so the point is, after all that madness... Uh, which my brain is still hurting from, I'm like, look, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the living God, God, Emmanuel, God with us. God came from heaven to earth, Jesus Christ, the visible image of the invisible God. If you believe that, he died, he was buried, he rose again, and you repent of your sins, stop doing what you know is already bad, stop it, and ask Jesus, he says, you must be born again, and he will freely give you eternal life. So, Ask him to make you born again. Pray to him. Jesus, save me, forgive me, make me born again, give me eternal life. I will follow you. Exercise a mustard seed of faith that this is what happened. Death, burial, resurrection. He will save you. It's by faith, by grace, through faith um, that you are saved. Not of works, so no one can boast. If you believe that much, man, not just saying crazy things can't be true and normal things, normal selling things can't be false, but goodness, if that was the metric, <laughs> today... Christianity, biblical Christianity, has won the gold medal. So compared to all the other nonsense you hear, man, biblical Christianity sounds really normal. It's like, you mean there's just like a God that created planet Earth? Great. Most people believe that. Again, not not saying, you know, populist makes it true or false, but I mean, most people can reconcile that. It's like intelligent design, creator versus random acts. Okay, God. And then this God became human showed us how to live, gave an example. A lot of people can reconcile that that sounds reasonable if they if they will entertain the idea that, you know, something created us. Um, and then this God, you know, made a way to be reconciled to him because we made an oopsie and he made a fix. So if we believe that, we have faith. We're like, okay, God created stuff. Jesus came to earth. Jesus made a sacrifice, made a way for us to be cool with God. And we ask him to save us and forgive all of our imperfections that made us enemies of God and ask us to ask him to give us eternal life. That sounds way more reasonable than anything else you're going to hear today. Um, anyways, aside from the reasonability of it, even if it was completely like a thousand times more insane than that sounds, um, you know, with lasers and aliens and time travel and all this other stuff, it could still be true. So anyways, pray to Jesus specifically yourself. Stop watching YouTube. Stop listening to, I don't want to say stop listening to pastors, but if you're considering Christianity at a certain point, you're going to know what we mean. You're going to know what we believe. So then instead of one, like being like, okay, Christian, convince me. Okay, convince me. Like, I mean, I can convince you how bad we are and how we need a savior. Like keep asking me that question. I'll like show you the flaws of humanity when I like hit my limit and start yelling and screaming. And then you'll be like, oh, you're a bad example of a Christian. Well, no, I'm a good example of a bad Christian. That's why we need Jesus. Because So when you want convinced, like ask Christians to find out what you believe. And as much as we can convince you, give you the Bible, give you historical accounts, give you the natural evidence we have, um, great. If that's not f f filling the bill for you, do what Jesus in the Bible himself says. He claims that if you pray to him, if you seek him, you will find him. So is this a clever formula for brainwashing? Don't do that. If you're like, you know, being like, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. And like banging your head into a board, um, you know, you're probably going to get brainwashed. Don't do that. If you just have a sincere want to know and you throw up a prayer to this Jesus of the Bible, much like I demonstrated earlier, uh, do that. 
And, you know, don't brainwash yourself. Most people have a good head on their shoulders, and they don't get blindly brainwashed into mathematics, English, grammar. They have critical thinking. So if someone says, you know, teaches you what they believe about the English language, and then you find your, find someone telling you, no, um, this is when you use a comma versus a semicolon. Well, based on grammatical rules, you'll have a good head on your shoulders and say, well, no matter how many times you tell me a comma goes here, I know it should be a colon. Um and you're, you're not going to be brainwashed into thinking that, no, no, they're right, I'm wrong. You're going to have a critical thinking head on your shoulders. It's no different with this, with Jesus. So um, I think that's a point a lot of times. People trust themselves way more than they admit. They're like, how do I know I'm not brainwashing myself? By the smiley way you're saying that, you, you know you're not going to brainwash yourself. Anyways, so pray to Jesus. God himself knows what it will take to convince you. By the way, better than you yourself know what it will take to convince you. So Pray, believe, repent, receive. Peace. Happy weekend. What's on your mind? Mm, I got a question based on uh, a story. What? I mean, a uh, question. Uh, uh, let me tell you. Uh, there was uh, a 19-year-old a 19 year old uh, girl i guess is coming out from a church one day and uh, uh, some guys kidnapped her and they they kidnapped her in a van and they start recording her they created a video which is which is taken down by our government and what they did is first they tear off the cloth uh, of that girl and they start uh, raping one by one and then they inserted a metal rod in her private part and after that she died and your question is why god didn't help her even though that because that girl was christian that doesn't matter if anything christians should be expecting more persecution like the, jesus says if the world hated me Jesus, the world is certainly going to hate his followers. So God is not a genie. Look at the story of Job in the book of the Bible. There's a whole book about it. And all of the Christian disciples of Jesus, all 12 of them, except one, were murdered. They were martyred. So I would say, you know, even, uh, even the Bible says, you know, it rains on the just and unjust alike. So good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. And there's no reason to expect anything otherwise. We're told we live in a fallen world full of evil people and evil spiritual entities that probably possess some of these people. So, yeah, if bad stuff happens, there's no reason to expect otherwise. Like, our hope is in the world after this. So, to the girl, uh, you know, I'm sure that experience was not fun. But if she's truly a Christian and she's in heaven now... Um, I bet she's just fine. I bet she's like, well, I'm here now, so that's great. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen when I died. The people who perpetrated this act, unless they repent, they have a very, very bad experience coming up for them. So that's the answer. And uh, if uh, the people who raped her, if they accept Jesus after that and repent, will they go to heaven as well? Yes, if they sincerely express remorse and repentance and turn from their evil ways they will be forgiven and they will have eternal life in heaven
Uh, okay, thank you. That's it. Good morning, Michael. Morning, morning. I just came we to offer off some persecution this morning. We started off with the Odyssey today, so yeah. I mean, you know, it's eight thirty-nine, and we're talking about rape and murder. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Gran Torino? Uh, I've always seen clips yes, like where, where uh, Clint Eastwood's like, "Get off my lawn!" I've never seen the whole yeah. movie though. Yeah, it's funny. I watched it. Uh, I rewatched it last night. Um, it, it it is a very good film. It's yeah, it's very very well done. Um, and it just kind of speak like we we're talking about you know, um, rape, which is of course terrible. Um, and so that's what you know, somewhat apropos that I watched that last night because there's a there's a scene in that not a scene. You don't actually there's no kind of the witness of any assault. Just an aftermath of it's uh, yeah, terrible. Good morning, Chris. What's up? How are you doing today? I got kicked out of the Orthodox room in literally one minute. <laughs> I'm getting banned I'm from. Terribly offended. You're doing good. I, I, I'm getting banned from a Hebrew Israelite room because I posted the Yah's tattooed Yah is not amused when they said Jesus is black. Good work. <laughs> I'm terribly offended that you modded Vaniel and not me, Nate. It's, it's, a, it's a tragedy. Guess you should have been here earlier. Ha <laughs> ha! didn't well, want to like, work for me. Oh, really? Interesting. It, it, this this is. I, I have. I had to reset my, my whole phone. It's been an incredibly glitchy app. Like on the whole, like if so, if if they were ever to put up a thing saying, "Hey, you know, rate this app," it would maybe get one star. Like it's terribly glitchy. Um, you know, I <laughs> I complain about it a lot. When the Android and, like right now, I'm not. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, the fact that it doesn't have like a, a mobile or not a mobile, but um, oh gosh, what's it called? Web, like you can't use it online. A like desktop, what's, what's the word? A Griffle? Desktop version. Yes, yes, there is. Yeah, but it's there's called, there's like a. It's, it's called Club Deck. Right, but they didn't make that. No, no, um, but it's still yeah. It, it it somehow mirrors the app, and you can use it. Well, yeah, well, yeah but that that's not, yeah, that's not the point to make. The point is the developers. Uh, didn't make uh, web client like there's a specific term that I can't believe I'm forgetting. But anyways, the 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 point that you can't the web developers didn't make it where it has a desktop app just automatically, in my opinion, speaks badly of it. Because what possible reason would they have for not just throwing the same thing that they have on an app and making a desktop client or, or you know a browser client? Um, and and I I just don't understand that. So if your only job it's it's like bro, you have one job. And that what and that one problem. the microphone stuff has to go through a proxy for the browser, so it's very difficult to implement, and and it depends on the browser, and so there's a there's a whole lot of good reasons why they weren't able to put it in. Really? Because I mean, it's a pretty major app, and like every other app, like or you know every other thing, like has voice enabled, so. Are they just not as, are they too big for their shoes or like, do they, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, there's Google, web apps for everything else. About Google chats or like, you know, like uh, Google spaces or whatever. Like, I mean, Google owned the browser and they couldn't implement it properly. So, I mean, you know. 
Okay. Well, it works you know, there's, I mean, there's like. If you well, but, but we're not talking about. Town hall, but hang on. But, but we're not talking about Club Deck anymore. We're not talking about someone else who's smart. And by the way, if people at Club Deck can figure it out, why can't the people that actually made the app? Anyway, so I, I just don't like that. But it's like, you know, we have one job to be a social audio platform because they're too cool for video. So it's like you're, you're the thing that needs to work. If you have trouble with the groups and houses and things like that and profiles linking up right, like, fine, you can work on that. But your entire basis for existing is to have audio communication. So if you if that's constantly like glitchy, like what are you doing? Like who cares about houses and like you know who can find what rooms if you can't make your one one claim to fame work? Like what kind of app are you? So whenever you do updates and stuff, just make sure there's nothing in there that updates houses and groups that also breaks the audio. Like that, that just seems insane. Anyways. Speaking of video, Nate, have you found any other people to go on uh, to have video conversations with you yet? Uh, no, somewhere between my slacking and my slacking, I, I just I just haven't bothered. Yeah, you may have to join again. I mean, Chris, uh, I don't know, man. People have such an aversion to like being on camera. I like your PTR this morning. Do you know the rest of my PTR? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I mean, I read it right more than one book, right? And yeah, there's 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 a lot more than one book. There is a thing below that. Um, this was harvested from uh, a Facebook meme page. Uh, so the rest of that picture, um, if you zoom out, it has a big thing right below that. You can see the beginning of the white, and it says irony <laughs> when atheists uh, post a picture of uh, Christian Trinity College in Dublin. Library to make their point um, that Christians don't read books. So that's the zoomed out version. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that that's a really like it, it's kind of funny when I it, it is an argument that you hear a lot, right? Um, oh, you know, you know, there's there's more than one book. There's more than one book. While there are, I have heard Christians say. You know, like to you that they've used the old saying, you know, I'm a man of one book. I have heard them say that, but to cast that as an overarching generalization, you know, is you know, is is just as bad as a believer saying to an atheist, you know, like, oh, you know, where do you get your morals from, right? Like, it's just mm -hmm. those, like I, I see those as equal, right? It's it, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, like I, mean, Chris, I think, I think actually Chris is a good example of that, right? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we are diametrically opposed, but I know the guy's well read, right? So it would it would be stupid for me to say, oh, you know, all you would do is read the Bible. Like that would be just monumentally stupid of me. Yeah, Calvinists really like to read. Like, man, it's it's weird how much Calvinists like to read. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be like, I mean, you know, it's almost, it's and, almost like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, or thinking far. themselves wise, they became fools. What? Who said that? That wasn't me. Um, <laughs> um, you were wise, wise Al, of course. Um, but I, I mean, that would be like talking to like you know a physicist or someone that's like, I have the answer of you know some equations. Like, I have the answer. It's like, 
oh, great, here he goes, appealing to his one paper again. Oh, he just has one paper he thinks has the answer. While, you know, he's got a whole library of stuff, all of its other things. So it's like the Christian, like, look, I, I could put what I believe is the, the, you know, the nutshell. I could put that on a post-it note. And it's like, oh, here goes Nate talking about, I have a post-it note again. Well, yeah, if you want to know, like, you know, what I think is the most important thing in this world, I have a post-it note. I have a book. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't, you know, look at some other stuff, too. It just means nothing's going to be as important as this post-it note. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lowbrow argument, for sure. Chris, I actually have a question for you. Are, are you feeling like uh, giving some counseling advice? Great. Let me let me uh, crawl up on your couch uh, for a question I have from somebody I know. Okay, so I know a person. It's not me, and this person um, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, anyways, uh, this person who lives lives very far away now, but uh, we still stay in contact. And every time I I talk to him. I get updates on his marriage situation. So he has been married. Um, goodness, I, I'm going to get some stuff wrong. Let's just say about like six or seven years. So after about two and a half or three years of marriage, um, his wife, and you know, he's, he's trying to be a Christian. I'm not exactly sure how Christian, but you know, seems like he hits the main points. Um, you know, goes to church, tries to, you know, do the Christian life his wife was not really a Christian and, you know, she started going to church with him and apparently was believing or was at least going to church with him or putting on the Christian facade or whatever. So like quasi Christian at best, maybe anyway. So they were married for about two, three years. And then uh, she, they just had like fights and spats and they had a kid. And anyway, so she, she peaced out and she wanted a divorce. So being this person who's trying to be a good Christian guy, um, it's like, well, you know, I think we can work it out. And, you know, I, I'm just praying and, you know, reading my Bible about marriage. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to, like, give her the divorce because, you know, I'm, I'm still hoping we can work through this. Anyways, so they, at this point, like, I just talked to him recently. And I'm like, wait, you were only married, like, two or three years. You've been split up for probably longer than that. So at this point, the guy is, uh, his reason, yeah, they've been separated longer than they've been married at this point. And she... Still, I mean, I only have his point of view, but he's like, yeah, she still really wants a divorce and I won't give it to her because, you know, I believe, you know, here, here's where you go, Chris. I believe God is still telling me not to give up on her. So um, without me giving any of the stuff I said, what do you do with that? So your keys are married for two or three years. Uh, he's trying to be a Christian. She was kind of sort of maybe a Christian questionable. And uh, now at this point, they've been separated for longer than they've been married. And he won't give her a divorce because God's telling him not to give up on her. Go. Um, he's an idiot. She's left him. The scripture literally says, if the unbelieving spouse leaves, you are free. Now, if he's like, you know, got some weird other thing and it may be about the kid or something else, you know. Oh, and he has full custody of the kid. And Chris got a call. It's interesting. I, I would say for the, from a, like from a secular perspective, 
this idea of quote unquote giving her a divorce, like there's such a thing as uncontested divorce. If she wanted a divorce badly enough, she could go through the motions whether he wants her to or not. Like he doesn't own her. Yeah, I, I do know that. Um, but I, I mean, again, I only have his side of the story. So I don't know if she's not smart enough to realize that or if she has really bad lawyers that never presented that or if she, for some reason, wants his consent. So I, I agree with you, Michael, and that would be a question I have, but I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, so, uh, Chris, you were saying something. That was my wife calling me, actually. So. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know why he, you know, he, he's saying he thinks that God is telling him. Well, God already told him in the scripture, if she leaves, you're good, dude. Like, give her the divorce and move on. Like, if it's about the kid and custody, like, then that's some stuff to work out with the attorneys. And his lesson should be, by the way, don't marry a non-Christian ladies, man. Like, you know, not a great idea. That's similar to what I said, but, you know, in a more loving way. And by the way, you missed that part. He he has full custody of the kid. Oh, so she's just gone off the complete deep end and is just running around doing her thing. Well, apparently she fought it in court and lost. So, again, I only have his side, but the inference is how bad of a mother do you have to be t for the husband to be awarded total custody of the kid? Um, yeah, you got to be a first rate. Maybe she, maybe he's the breadwinner? Question mark. Maybe uh, they were, a, they no. were both equal, equally employed with about the same income. Okay, I got nothing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, it's super rare in the United States that you see men with sole custody. I mean, yeah, you got. And I mean, I, I like as far as I know her, like uh, she's not. I, I mean, yeah, as far as far as I know her, like she's not like that kind of person. Like she's not like a, a druggie or like super huge party, like, uh, like not that type of person. Like, I, I don't know if that helps, but I mean, I guess just, just like irresponsible, petty. Like I know she did, like she, she was like a farmhand. If that gives you any idea about the part of the country we're talking about. But so I, I think that played a part, like she didn't have like a, what the, the court considered a stable living. Cause she would like live where she worked and like, a, like, you know, they would have farm housing. And so I think that maybe played into it. Like they, they made the case that she didn't have like reliable, um, housing because like whenever she would move to a different farm she'd move to a different house so that's what i was more along going along the lines of i know i said you know him being the breadwinner but you know expanded and oh steph's here on, on that so i'm thinking you know we're if, totally not talking about steph right now okay <laughs> uh if income and, and and those kinds of things they will definitely consider the stability of the home based on who can provide the most beneficial um, economic stability uh, and resources, et cetera, et cetera. That's definitely something that that goes uh, that is taken heavily into consideration. So, yeah, yeah, and, and then and then there's one part in the in the Bible which, yeah, that's why I said right because I I'm sympathetic to the you know God told me if it's like well you really felt a certain way and it lines up with Scripture then great sure say that um, but yeah like his what he was saying like didn't necessarily line up because, you know, there was one specific verse I found that I already forgot, but it, it was not around like the gen, like what you quoted, Chris, it wasn't around that part where it talks about, you know, if the, um, about divorce, right? Like if they're, if the unbeliever is doing this or that, that it was in a different part, but it basically led directly to 
his situation where he's like, well, or maybe it was what you quoted. I think it's first Corinthians 14 or something. I don't know, but it was basically his thing was, well, I don't want to give up on her yet. I want to keep hoping for the best. But then there was this Bible verse that was like a little different place than the normal stuff about the divorce areas we commonly read. And it said something like, you know, if she leaves and you're free, because it said something like basically because you don't know if they're going to come back or not. And I'm like, wow, there you go. First that, that just, seven. It, okay. So Nate, can question, you quote that better than I did? I got a question about that too. Just for your, we want to see how you guys sit on that. Do you see that as you are permitted to allow her to leave or you are encouraged to allow her to leave? Are Wait, permitted to allow? You mean let her out of her cage? No, I'm saying it's <laughs> it's permissible I'm, within the church. These are remember these are instructions for the church and right, what absolutely. somebody's bearing with the church is. So if somebody's unbelieving spouse leaves, then that person is not to be disciplined by the church. Right. That's what I was thinking. That it's hey, you're permitted to give this person a divorce if they leave and they're unbelieving, versus you're encouraged to give this person a divorce if they leave and they're unbelieving. As a different kind of like, I was just curious. Yeah, and I mean, like Michael's point, like I, I, I would kind of like to ask this person. I have no way of contacting them, nor do I really want to to that level. But I would be curious to know, like, what are they thinking? Like, you've been separated for like three years. Have you not Googled how to get a divorce if my husband doesn't want to give me a divorce? Like, why wouldn't you just do that? Like, at this point, <laughs> you know that would happen. So why haven't you? I'd say it's, I mean, if I was going to be super practical, I'd say it's probably somewhere within the spectrum of it's either beneficial to stay married, whether for taxes or income or maybe military benefits, I don't know, whatever, um, or she doesn't really want to get divorced, and maybe there's some things that are not said, not spoken between them that, you know, she'd really rather see change rather than doing the whole break off those would be my ideas somewhere within that spectrum of sincerely not wanting a divorce but wanting some form of change in what in their relationship or wanting a divorce but not wanting to deal with the hassle of the divorce and it being some way more beneficial to stay so one's like a cynical stance and the other's like maybe a uh super optimistic stance or emotional stance spectrum man somewhere I, in between man i I guess. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I guess. I wonder if, yeah, <laughs> maybe Chris was sick of that topic. We should have been talking about more crusty books. What's up, Sean? How are you doing? I just got to work. You guys have a good day. All right. Take care. Hey, hey, uh, hey, I need y'all prayers. What's up? My son has been, my youngest son has been missing for the past three days. Where, what's going on? Um, You're chopping out a bit. Huh? I'm traveling. I'm traveling. Um, he was. He... Oh, he cut out. Uh, Steph, do you remember? I, I think, wasn't it? The, the guy in Discord said their son was in Hawaii and one of those people. That's not Sean, right? I thought that was that was someone else, or were they talking on behalf of Sean? I don't remember. Well, maybe if uh, Sean reconnects, we'll find out. 
no, that was Felix. Felix so this is a different. Is, yeah, Felix's son is in Hawaii, and <clears throat> he just couldn't reach him by text. But then he did, so he's good. Oh, oh okay. Well, since Sean is not back, maybe he'll text us or something. Uh, what's going on? But what actually is going on in Hawaii? Like, did a, a volcano not erupt, but it's like spewing out enough stuff to cause fires? Like, I, I somehow missed that one in the news. Yeah, I don't know. That was the first I'd heard of it. Felix talking about it. Oh. Uh, Michael, being uh, up to date on U.S. Uh, goings on, <laughs> do you know what's going on in uh, Hawaii? Oh, Felix says wildfires. Oh. Wait, Sean or Felix? Felix, Felix said wildfires. Felix. Was he talking about Sean? Felix's son is fine. He's on vacation, okay? And there are wildfires in Hawaii, and Felix could not reach his son by text. Then his daughter as well. The situation with Sean is totally different. Not Hawaii, not wildfires. Wow. That sounded a little chastising. Oh, I'm sorry there. I failed you, Steph. Yes, I woman explained you. He lives there, Felix? Your son lives in Hawaii? I want one of my kids to move to Hawaii. Dang. All right, well, while Sean's back, uh, let's take a break from Steph's dream vacation. Uh, Sean, what's going on? Hey, my, um, like I said, he, like I was saying, before I got, I got in the bad area. My son has been missing for the past three days. He's 25 years old. His name is Yeshua Darnell Simpson. Uh, we sent out pictures. We sent out pictures of him. We filed a police report. Uh, my oldest son, who is a police officer, has been investigating for the. Uh, has been, we've been doing investigations. He was supposed to go into the Air Force. We found out his name is not even in the database of the Air Force. Uh, he's been missing for. Uh, uh, what was left was his, 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 uh, his wallet, his debit cards, his, his i his old ID, his money, his. Uh, Closed. The only thing that was gone was him and his phone. He left a note in his Bible. He's caught up in Mormonism. My daughter told me last night that he bypassed all the camera equipment. He's a computer genius. Uh, so, and well, this what was, did the note uh, in the Bible say? At, uh, the, the note in the Bible said, though I'm leaving the house I'm not leaving you I love you guys my password oh. to my computer and de to my desktop and my laptop I, I he, he left that on, on in the note he said I love you bye bye and that, and but we have a sneaking I have a sneaking suspicion because he's caught up in Mormonism that he left for uh, Utah probably Salt Lake City I'm not sure. Is is there a, like a Mormon girl <laughs> anywhere in the picture? He got caught up in Mormonism while while at Kent State University. I had a talk with him in June about why he would go into something that teaches that uh, black people are inherently evil. And he, I said, I said that's what the founder of, of what you're. Ian talked and uh, he said it goes against his scientific mind but he's still he's still happy being a Mormon 
I don't know if it's a, a girl or not. It could be. Well, at least it's weird that he didn't take any of his wallet or anything, but it sounds like he's not in danger. Like he left willingly and doesn't want to be found at the moment. Is that, do you think that's accurate? Yeah, so, so, I mean, so well-being is not an issue. It's just his spiritual well-being. So yeah. prayers that he escapes the cult. Yeah. And Will do. Amen. And comes home. I mean, when you said my first thought was, like, kidnapping, injury, something worse, you know, that something horrible had happened to him, but it sounds like he is off on a rumspringa. Say that again. Ramspringa. No? One more time. Okay. The Amish the Amish do this thing called Rumspringa. Or <laughs> <laughs> <When laughs> they turn the them loose in the world and see if they come back on their own. Yes, there you go. That's it's just fun to hear. So one, one more time. Oh, Rumspringa. Rumspringa. There was a spectacular I'm not trying to make light at all a possible beer situation and I said <clears throat> okay. Um, but there was a spectacular a reality TV show about 20 years ago called Amish in the City. Anybody remember that? It no, was, but when it, it was around the Amish on TV, it's fake Amish, just so you know. Well, it's funny because so they, they actually so um, I spent some time in <laughs> Intercourse, Pennsylvania, which is an Amish community, <laughs> um, and uh, like they 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 filmed that area. So yeah, while it's while of course it's possible that they were fake Amish. Um, it didn't. It didn't come across that way, but I, but the it was an, it was an incredible social experiment. Like they took the they you know took them to the west coast and you know they got to you know be in the ocean for the first time and it was it was very interesting. The, the majority of them still went back, uh, right to to their to their communities. But there were a couple of people that were like, "No, I'm good. <laughs> like I don't need to go back to that." And it was uh, it was an interesting uh, thing. But yeah, Steph, it is fun to hear you say that. Well, true, true, like conservative Amish that are actually holding to the rules of the church do not allow themselves on camera. So you'll never see them on a television show. Like Vanilla Ice did this show where he had to go be a contractor with the Amish, which was actually really funny. I enjoyed it. But they're not real. They're not like real conservative Amish following Amish rules. Because did you ever see the camera. Amish Mafia? What the what? It was like Where a, did I it was join? on like it, it was on like Discovery Channel. It was like a, a supposedly a reality show about like how the Amish, uh, you know, they have like all their issues too, and like these like bad Amish like have this like Amish mafia in the community, and like you know they're like shunned and everything, but they still like somehow live there and work around them or, or whatever. But they try to like you know do bad things, and uh, I, I don't know if it's like like bad bad to the level of like drugs and stuff like that, but it's like money threats intimidation of like different stuff like that so it's called like i, I think it's called like amish mafia it was on a like one of the history or discovery channels for a while again if you That's see really them weird. on camera they are not <clears throat> real amish they are some sort of liberal offshoot of amishism Amishness? well yeah but yeah, i mean this this back. would be like the people that th these would be like the people who who yes they they would probably not be real ma amish but like they were like terrorizing you know, like the the community who presumably would not want to be on this TV show. However, it's it works. I don't know. I only saw like an episode and a half. 
Yeah, it, it, it puts a whole different spin on making them an offer they can't refuse. Like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, like, what, offer, like what are you offering? Salvation. That, it's, it's, it's funny. Sorry, it's a bad joke for a Friday. I enjoyed it. Uh, Sean, what are you and your wife going to do? Like, when you call his phone, is it off? Is it going straight to voicemail? Are you able to locate the phone? You said your oldest son is a police officer, so I'm sure that he's got a lot of resources. Like, what, what are you guys going to do? Uh, he gone. Oh, he's gone? No, he's here. He's just not answering. Oh, uh, Sean, I did put you in mute a while ago because we, we had a ton of road noise. I, 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 I don't understand. Know if... I understand. Uh, um... <clears throat> Uh, speaking of that, while well, I was in Indiana, we were in Indiana on yesterday, and I saw nothing. We were going through towns and being detoured. I don't know if it's a Mennonite, Hutterite, or Amish community there in Indiana, but we saw them on horse-drawn carriages and everything as we were going through. Oh yeah, I, uh, so I live in a uh, in an Amish community. Like there's there's four around me, and so one of the largest communities in New York State is like right next to the town over. So there's like a ton of them around here. In fact, if I take this specific route to work, I'm often late. I avoid it because there's so much horse and buggy traffic <laughs> that you can't get to. Yeah. Living in an Amish paradise. It is, too. I love it. I'm surrounded by fresh eggs and vegetables and happy people and homemade quilts. Was that Coolio that sang that song? No, or no, no. no that, that was like Weird Al. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, Coolio did the Gangster's Paradise and then Weird Al did the Amish Paradise. Yeah. <clears throat> there, there's, an Amish there's an Amish community over there in Sarasota. Because when I used to go to um, Siesta Key Beach, I used to see them at the beach riding all, they, they get them on a bicycle. Really? They go to the beach? Yeah. Well, that, that particular Amish. Um, In like I suspenders guess. and like the, the full yeah, dress yeah. clothes and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hmm. Yeah, they be, I, I got That's, them on video. Now y'all hey, gonna make me want to get some Amish bread. It's your, and it's your fault, <laughs> Steph. <laughs> I want some You're Amish bread, welcome. so you owe me a loaf. My wife just bought a bread maker, and it it would rival um, a loaf of Amish bread. It is it is really interesting bread. You know, I'm talking about the dessert Amish bread. You know, not not the oh. bread, but the actual dessert. Tastes tastes sort of like banana nut bread, but not but not quite. Hmm. Yeah, their desserts aren't like very sweet. They don't do they don't use a lot of sweeteners and sugar. So it's you kind of have to get used to this other palette. They use a lot of like fruits and and nice seasonings like lavender and stuff to to give that, but they don't dump a ton of sugar. So it's, it's like tasty. It's like nice coffee desserts. All right, this is getting too hippie. <laughs> where else are we going? I know Christmas, the whole thing. Well, where else are we going? Steph, I'm going Steph, on vacation so, tomorrow. So Steph, Steph, you owe us. Yours, yours, some, yours, uh, yours, some Seven Eleven, and yours, some Amish bread. Now, all right, you got it. It's in the mail. All right. Hey, Pastor, how, how old's your son? That was free days. Buy one, get uh, get one free. Uh, what's that thing? Oh, he said twenty-five. Big gulps. Yeah. Big gulps for everybody oh. on Steph. 
Oh, Nate, you need you need to not be too uh, concerned when you don't uh, see me for a week. We're, Where we're are you going? Away. Going to the Dominican Republic. And if I if I don't see you for two weeks, then I should be concerned. Yeah, if you don't see me for two weeks, yeah, you should be concerned. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we leave tomorrow morning, so, and I will not be on any form of social media for a week. Well, you know, I met one of your. You should be okay. I met one of your um, neighbors in Toronto. Um, apparently, they're originally from Albania, and uh, they were here for an extended stay. And man, they are not happy with Canada. <laughs> they uh, they were just like talking. Like I I didn't talk to them directly. I was like at my uh, community center, and they were they were talking like with some other like minded people. I think another one was like a Canadian woman too, uh, native to uh, native enough to Canada. She was born there. And um, anyway, they were talking very loud. So it was like impossible not to overhear them. So they were just like talking probably all the like super like red meat talking points that you would you would argue against or deny. But goodness, like like can you because you see like uh, I, I don't know. They were talking about like how like there's just constantly like roadblocks in like downtown Toronto from like all the like LGBTS uh, parades and blocking off events and stuff like that. And um, I, I don't know, like, like it seemed like that was a big problem. And, you know, they made just tons of jokes about Trudeau. Uh, and I, I don't know, like definitely conservative talking, Trudeau, whatever. So so there are definitely lots of conservative type talking points. Can you see any of that? Or were these, I, I mean, I guess if they live there and they were complaining to each other, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? That's all I got. That's the only topic I have. Well, it, so, so it's, it's it, Trudeau. Um, <laughs> but that yeah uh, just a pronunciation thing but yeah, so yeah so it's not uh, um, Toronto has the second largest pride parade in North America second only to San Francisco so like people come to, to like Toronto pride from all over the world so that's not surprising at all and the parade is massive is so it like a month now, long or uh, well so, so there's pride month right and so there are wait there isn't are, there they said trade uh, just like declared something like a pride season. Is that correct? Trudeau. Oh, I, Trudeau. I'm going to get that. Yeah. Trudeau. Yeah. Um, so, so no, I mean, so there's, there, no, no, that, that's not true. There, there's pride month, like June, right? Which is the same everywhere. Uh, but no, there's, there's no quote unquote pride season. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not a thing. But, but, but it, it is true that there are festivities. So there's, there's a place in Toronto called the, the, the quote unquote, the village. Uh, which is which is predominantly uh, LGBT um, people, and and there are festivities all like through the month of June, all month long. Uh, there are road closures, all, all that stuff. So so he wouldn't be. So if he lives if he lives close to that area, yeah, and if he would be massively inconvenienced for that month. I've driven down in that area. So like, you know, I'm just east of the, of the burbs and like I'm in, in the burbs, ah. just east of the city. Right. So I don't get quote unquote inconvenienced by that. Um, and it, it would be a, it would be a serious pain in the ass, right? Because there, there, there are, there are already only two seasons in Toronto, winter and construction. Um, like it is terrible. Uh, our road closures are horrendous um, because of the way, Toronto was built. The infrastructure is at least 50 years behind. So when they have to close parts of the downtown core, it causes absolute chaos. And I'm surprised there aren't more 
you know, rampant mass murders, like of road <laughs> rage, like, a, like a, and I'm being mostly just hyperbolic, right, of road rage, because as soon as the ground thaws, construction starts, nah. and it doesn't stop until the ground freezes. So it, <laughs> it is, it is nuts. It is nuts. Which is really only like three months, you know, between the thaw and the freeze. Yeah, yeah. You ever see the movie Unhinged? Oh, I remember it. I I don't remember if I saw it, but I remember the movie, um, the title at least. What was it about? Road Rage. Oh wait. I, I th- oh man, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. Russell I remember Crow. the commercial. R- Russell Crowe. I'm gonna add that to my movie list. I don't think I did see that. I want to say something. Um, I Nate, I respect you. I got a lot of respect for you. Not like, you know, for you as a person, but just the concept of you um, being a person who speaks about God and Jesus. But you are a liar. You keep sending me out the room every time we have conversations. I don't like it. It's not of God. Um, you have to be rebuked for it. Nobody's going to rebuke you but me. Um, but I come with genuine energy every time you can't answer my questions. You get upset, you send me down and then move on. Um, you cause confusion and tell people I'm causing confusion, but you are, um, the father, the son and the Holy spirit all come in the same name. Their names are not different. Um, so it's weird that you just be lying to people. Is this your first time? Oh, who are you? (laughs) Let's, let's, let's let the guy finish. Go ahead, love. Um, yeah, all I'm saying is, bro, I try to come with genuine information and understanding and you kind of twist my words and then send me down to the audience and make people think I'm saying something that I'm not. I'm definitely not saying anything confusing. I just have an issue with those who claim that they believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, and they don't believe that Jesus Christ is currently walking the earth, which is weird and is against scripture. So that's my. Noted. So without even responding, I'll just let your comments lie. And if people think that I am, as you say, and twisting words, I guess I am responding. But if people, you know, think that I am twisting words and sowing confusion and doing all this other stuff because I do not believe Jesus is bodily walking the earth because of, you know, the Bible, then I will take their criticism. Um, I I am confident enough in um, people coming to their own conclusions rightly just based on what you said. So your criticism is noted, sir. Back to you, Steph. You know what? While we're at it, Nate, I rebuke you too. <laughs> oh, what'd I do, Michael? So you wait, wait, hang on. Wait. You can rebuke me for this. Let me try again. Uh, Trado, did I get it right? No. What? No. Okay, you rebuke me for that. Okay. How, okay. how do I keep doing I know I've said this guy's name like a thousand times right. How? What is happening? Like, Tra- okay. uh, Trudeau, okay, so- Trudeau, Trudeau. Okay. So you believe you have okay. So you believe the things you say are true, <clears throat> yes. So you uh, the yes. things you say are true, right? And are you general? And and what do you make pizza with? Dough. True dough. <laughs> I just said it right, right? The, the most recent time. True, true dough. dough. Yes, yes. True dough. You're good. You're good. But I but but I still <laughs> rebuke you. Okay. Wait. Okay. But back I, I accept a rebuke. Who was that guy? <laughs> Uh, that's a guy, I think he's been in here several times. I know I talked to him yesterday, but basically he um, 
I mean, you heard his whole his whole spiel, right? Like, um, he, he believes he, Jesus is walking the earth. Yes, because when uh, because like the scriptures he uses, um, gosh, if I don't remember, if you just watch yesterday, which no one will, but you know, there there it is. But basically, he he, how we would say things like you know, Jesus ascended into heaven and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and he says, you know, I'll never leave you or forsake you, and I'll send I have to leave, but I'll send you a comforter, the Holy Spirit. Um, and then he was saying, well, Jesus says he'll never leave us. So he has to be here with us. And I'm like, well, Jesus is not bodily living inside of us or, you know, he'd burst out our skin. I'm like, no, but Jesus is also with us, living in us. Like when Paul says, look, I, I've died. To, uh, I, I've, I've died. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And like Jesus, where he says, you know, open the door to your heart and me and the father will come in and make our home with you and have fellowship with you. So like, this is how Jesus is not lying, which is one of the accusations. If we, if we say Jesus is not bodily walking around, then, then we're calling Jesus a liar. No, I'm not. If he was bodily walking around in Argentina, that means he's not with someone in, you know, uh, Russia. So, I mean, that would also not be true. So, no, Jesus lives with each and every believer. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, you know, we're told will make their home with us, will live, uh, you know, they'll live with us. So that's what the Bible says. And this guy was just saying, no, you're calling Jesus a liar. You're saying all this is lies if you don't think Jesus is bodily walking around. Which, by the way, also, again, it wouldn't make sense. Because if Jesus is bodily walking around, Steph, is Jesus next to you right now? I mean, he's not bodily next to me. I mean, he lives in me, lives in my heart. It's no longer I live, but Christ's in me. Um, yet, if I reach over and, you know, try to pass Jesus a cup of water and I let go, it's going to drop and hit the floor. Because there's not a flesh and blood Jesus next to me. CEO, I don't know if I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you don't have a bodily Jesus sitting next to you. So, I mean, the guy's own argument kind of defeats itself, but... Here I stand, condemned. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, mine's in the glove compartment of the car. <clears throat> Maybe he was talking about Buddy Jesus. Are you sure he's not talking about, like, Yaju? You know? <clears throat> it sounds very similar to that, but I, I think it's a different kind of cult. What a fun day. I mean, within the first 30 seconds of this room, we talked about rape and murder. So, I mean, you know, I should have known. Harold, how are you? Sorry, I got. I need a second. Sure, sure. All right, <gasps> CEO, wait, back wait, to you. How's life? Good okay. morning, everybody. Uh, David's in here, so if we want to... <clears throat> You know, an extra uh, I mean, morning. I may need just a couple minutes before I get into that. <laughs> I just want, like, um, you know, a little bit of normalcy before we have to combat, like, utter heresy. So I, I, I may need just a quick breather first. Let's, let's see what... Uh, Harold, do you say you're ready? What's up, Harold? Did, did he not say he was ready to talk? All right, CEO, what about, what about you? Um, yeah, so I just want to revisit a conversation from earlier this week that was meant to be easy, re light conversation, and it turned very dark. Um, Michael and I were talking about Mother Teresa, and I was just trying to understand <laughs> why, no, but this was all I was trying to understand. I was trying to understand why it seems like atheists are so visceral to her, and he explained his initial response, but even his initial response of... Like, you know, 
she used she reused needles and uh, from further examination there's no no one said it was dirty needles that's not what the original person said but just reused needles and that she gave money to other philanthropic organizations and to me this is not a reason to say i hope someone goes to hell forever and they're evil so I just wanted to see if Michael could revisit that. And I'd like to, Nate, if you could time this conversation at five minutes, because I do not want it to get that deep. How about three and a half? All right, Michael, go. Well, yeah, and it's, and it's, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, CEO, every time you and I try to have a talk, talk about something, it ends up, uh, it ends up off the rails. Does um, feel like me and Haiti yesterday. Okay, get him, go ahead. No, no, Continue. no, it's, it's totally fine. Um, so, but, but yeah, and, and you, of course, it's entirely subjective, right? You know, like, and, and you, you said it, right? It doesn't seem to me, right? So, you know, opinions are like noses. We've all got one, right? You asked me for my opinion. I gave you my opinion. Um, everyone, you know, I think opinions are, are valid, but there's no such thing as a quote unquote right opinion. That's why they call them opinions. Um, we, we, you know, we, we differ in that and that's okay. Right. I mean, you know, shock of all shocks. We're not going to necessarily agree on stuff. You know, you think there's a God and I don't. So, yeah, that's uh, and, and, you know, so, so there you go. There's my answer and kept it super light. Well, super I, light I, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to understand. What it seems in comparison to other people I've heard you talk about and I think like other Christians you may think of. It just seems a bit extreme, though. Like, can you, is there, what is it specifically about her that makes you that visceral? I'm really not sure how to convey my feelings without just repeating the same things, right? And and so I, I did. You, you know, and, and it's totally okay, right? Like, you think my quote-unquote opinions or thoughts are overboard or disproportionate. And that's okay. So just like um, maybe I can sort of help, and we're we got about a minute and a half left um, <clears throat> of this topic. So on a scale of evil versus punishment, uh, you know, you said um, Mother Teresa misappropriated charitable funds and reused dirty needles, um, and your your pronouncement was, if there was a hell or something like I I hope there was a hell or if I believed in hell, I I wish you would be there forever and ever and ever. Um, presumably because of those two offenses. So then would you say someone who committed like mass murder or genocide would be worthy of the exact same thing? Because I mean, you know, hellfire forever, that's, that's pretty, there's really no way to escalate that. Um, so would you say they would be worthy of the exact same thing? Or um, would you say find a way to make eternal hellfire torture even worse? And that's what they deserve because mass murder and genocide is certainly worse than using dirty needles and misappropriating some money. Um, would that, what would you say to that? Well, well, sure. Right. So like uh, now my understanding and you know, from when, when I believed, right, there's no, there's no gradients in hell, right. It's kind of set to one temperature, right. So regardless, I mean, so, and you know, as charitably, as charitably as I can muster, you think someone who just doesn't accept Jesus as their Lord and savior deserve that. And they like, so for example, that's where I'll go. And I haven't done anything on the level of that. Right. So I think it's actually, you know, a little, a little too much, um, 
projection is the wrong word, but you know, but it, it's it, it seems you know kind of disproportionate, more disproportionate from the believer side than from my side, right? So, like for example, so um, okay, let's take the you know everybody's favorite Hitler. Hitler deserves worse, quote unquote worse. So if there was a way to notch right, Hellfire to eleven, he would deserve you know eleven versus Mother Teresa's maybe nine or eight, so to speak, right? It, it, but it, it's, I mean, it's not my circus, not my monkeys, right? Like, I, I don't even, I don't even hold the belief. In fact, I'm convinced it's not even a thing, right? But, like, again, the believer thinks I should go there and will go there simply because I don't accept the same things you do. Okay, so CEO, I think that may be about as good uh, yeah, la, 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 as my, my, la, but yeah, last week you just questioned me is so a bank robber versus Mother Teresa, who who gets a higher degree? Well, I mean, it, it sounds like, well, well, I don't know, Michael, do you want to answer that? I mean, you know, bank robbing. I mean, if no one gets murdered, I don't know. What do you think? Mur bank robber, forcible stealing versus uh, dirty needles and misappropriating funds. Well, well, yeah. So, like, I mean, so you have to kind of preface it all. Like, like the, the idea of infinite, uh, infinite eternal torment for finite crimes is, is, is a whole different topic. So, but, you know, but if you know, like, you know, you know, gun to my head, pick a number, Robert, you know, Robert gets hellfire one, you know, mother Teresa gets hellfire six and Hitler gets hellfire 11. I, I don't know what. <laughs> okay. Else so, say. okay. So mother Teresa is, is higher up than a robber. Um, yeah. And I'd say, Michael, um, you know, there, there is a, a little difference. I think that was fair, but you know, wherever every believer thinks that, you know, people d deserve hell universally, um, it's also not that we're we're hoping, like you know, willfully cheering that people would go there. Um, we just think matter-of-factly that is what's going to happen, and that is what everyone deserves, you know, because we fall short of God's standard. Um, so I would say that that would be a little bit skewed versus someone like you know willfully being like, yes, I wish there were a hell so this person would burn forever, versus a believer being like, hey, we all deserve hell. We're all going to go there without Jesus and the grace of God saving us. Um, so, you know, don't go there <laughs> um, anyways, no, but I think that was no, fair enough. No, you know what? No, no. You know what? That's that's very that's very <clears throat> fair. That, that, that's a very fair statement. Right. And so, you know, and I, I guess I have to temper it by saying, you know, it's like it's a it's a somewhat uh, emotional response that CEO got from me the other day. And, you know, which can be problematic at times. But I think it's I think it's almost impossible to not talk about emotional situation, you know, you know the, the things she did were terrible, right? They're going to provoke an emotional response. The things that Hitler did were terrible and are going to provoke an, an emotional response. Unless you're, um, unless you're Vulcan, right? You are going to have emotional responses to emotional situations. If you are able to, um, you know, homogenize your feelings, you know, and we could look at it objectively, then, you know, we'd be having a different, you know, we'd be having a different conversation. And, and, you know, so, so yes, I also get what you, you know, get what you say, but also tempered in my response is my, is the undercurrent of my firm belief that it doesn't exist anywhere. Right. I use it as an illustrative example, right. More than anything else. I don't want anyone to quote unquote suffer eternally for what, like, so even if, <clears throat> I had the power, so to speak, to say, you know, it's like if, let's say for argument's sake, just for the sake of the conversation, God comes to me, God's real and he comes to me and says, I'm going to let you decide 
Mother Teresa's punishment. Right. So she's 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 oh, she's kind of hovering over the pot right now. And you t- you say when and I dump her in the pot and you are the one who decides how much she suffers or what happens to her at all. What I like and God truly left to me up to me, I would say just annihilate her, just make her not exist anymore. That would be that would be my take. On so, so, Nate, this is a topic change. I'm going to go broader. Uh, um, so wait, hey, wait, hang okay, on. Wait, 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 hang, hang on. I wanted to, and I still want to check in on Harold again. But um, and then, yeah, that I, I get your point, Michael. And if you want to say like, you know, some of it maybe because you know what you said, like burn in hell forever, versus now you just say annihilator. So you know, if some of what you said is you know hyperbolic, like Lord knows, I do that constantly. Um, so you know, I, I live in hyperbole. Um, <clears throat> so I get it. That's just how I how I kind of communicate. Um, but the only other theological point I would make is um, the infinite punishment for finite crimes. Uh, Oh, and also something else you said about, you know, I, I don't, it's it's debated on whether or not there are different levels or different degrees of hellfire torture. Um, some would say it's all the same. Others would say, you know, depending um, on, on what it is or how bad you were, like, you know, biblically speaking, without Jesus, you're in hell. But then based on your own works, how hot is it? So there, w- there would be some debate. Just let that be known. And then the other thing, there's nothing in the Bible that would indicate that we would stop sinning and being doing things that are affronts to God when we are in hell. So <clears throat> if you're in this world, which is presumably way less bad than hell, and people manage to do things that are affront to God and things like that, well, then whenever you are in hell, which is worse, more pain, more suffering than this world, and you have absolutely no reason to not be an affront to God, um, it just seems very reasonable that people would go ahead and keep sinning. So maybe that's why hell is forever. Um, it's like a perpetual cycle. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like perhaps, I, I mean, theological leap, but worth considering. If somebody was like, oh, I recognize hell is so, you know, hell is so whatever. And, uh, you know, it sucks and God's real. I'm super, super sorry. Um, maybe maybe there would be some way that hell was was temporal. I mean, I don't believe that. But I mean, it's worth considering that the reason it could be infinite is because people will never stop sinning. So they're constantly being judged for their constant sins over and over and over and over. Um, anyways, it's just it's just worth, I think, well, countering the well, point yeah, and, and, yeah. of finite punishment. And the Bible for, talks or, about you know the, the Bible talks about the wailing and gnashing of teeth, right? So I think that's what you're maybe referencing. Um, so like, yeah, who knows, right? It's all, uh, you know, yeah, hmm. who knows? I, I I'm very I, I I'm I respect the people you know like you who will say you know not sure blah 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 I'm much more skeptical of the people who say no 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 I know this thing for sure that I'm much more skeptical of those people yeah I mean you know what I would what I would claim based on my belief in the Bible that I do know is for sure is hell lasts forever <laughs> um, but the reason why hell lasts forever that I'm not sure uh, Steph I made you a mod I sent David an invite um, I don't know if he was able to get it from me so I made you a mod if you want to send him an invite and uh all right, so yo, what's your topic change? Yeah, yeah so it's a, it's a spinoff of, like, I think it's interesting, like, with Christians in general, when Christians do things that are wrong, I feel like a lot of atheists just kind of neglect the positive things they do. And, and so, Michael, this is a generalized comment, is not to be projected upon you, but it's a generalized experience I have that it seems like 
whenever Christian sin do bad things, like the positives are kind of completely overlooked, and then the emphasis on the negative is dialed up significantly versus like a, a non-Christian. So I, I just wanted to hear a, a quick thought on if you think that's a fair assessment or am I overgeneralizing? Um, it, it might be, and and a a parallel criticism it, it also may be fair to to, to levy a, a parallel criticism, right? So, like, I would I would feel comfortable making this statement. Um, I think on on balance, uh, people like Oral Roberts, for example, like is a is a is a terrible human being. Is it is it fair? But is it fair to say that he's never done anything good? Of course not. Right. But in my opinion, right. And you know, being like noses and everybody has one, the man lies to people for a living again, from my perspective. So I look at that as on balance, bad person, but to say that he's never done any good, right. You know, you can say the same thing about people like Jerry Falwell, you know, who's already, you know, dead, you know, or, or other people, right. It's, it's entirely pot, like it's probably entirely fair to say, you know, that, you know, Hitler didn't kick every kitten that he saw on the street, right? He may have pet, he may have, you know, you know, snuggled with one or two of them, right? But on balance, right? And, and, but I, when I say reverse criticism, right, th- th- these are the things that, like that as an atheist, I hear all the time, you know, like, oh, you know, you just, you know, you, you, you love your sin, you go about fornicating, all this other stuff. It's like, no, man, it's like, I've, you know, happily married, you know, in a monogamous relationship, you know, for, Almost so, 18 so, so years. Michael, before you finish all part two yeah. of your statement, no, 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 uh, it's, so, no it's all good. Someone, someone like Oral Roberts, do you know the positive he's done? Like, are these criticisms made with some sort of scaling? Like, is there some research and analysis on what good did the person do so that you're making an accurate opinion? Or is the opinion only based on what you think of the negative of a person? No, no, I think I, what I try to do is base it on, is base it on perspective, right? So, um, you know, and what I, and what I know of the person, so I could, I could make a better, or I think a, a better judgment on someone like you or, uh, Nate, for example, or Steph, people that I've, you know, haven't interacted with in, in quote unquote real life, but, you know, have spent time talking to and, you know, and I have no reason to think that your, um, you know, that in your private life, you are a drastically different person, Right. But I'm going off of, again, and for me, it's on balance, right? So I'm I'm not sure. I'm Um, doing my best to answer your question. I'm not sure that I am, and I apologize for that. One more, and then we'll talk to David um, because Steph wants me to be tortured. Um, But, Michael, I'm vaguely familiar with Oral Roberts. Like, I I grew up not too far from, like, Oral Roberts University, so I'm familiar with, you know, his, his legacy. So as far as the good... I mean, you could say if you, you know, don't don't like the Christianity or something like that. I mean, the good seems like, well, he has a university where even if you don't like the Christian parts, they're still giving people uh, a basic 101, 201, what, college level education, you know, in math, language, grammar, history, whatever. Um, so, I mean, that seems indisputable good if you're just teaching basics of things that will, you know, like reading, writing, whatever. Um, that seems good. Um, so I, I'm definitely not familiar with the bad stuff because I'm not familiar with them very much at all other than the university. But like you said, he lied to people for a living. Was this like lying to get money or lying about 
um, a God he believed in or like what, what were some of the lies? Yeah. 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 That very specifically like, and, and it's funny cause I, I look at this, especially, yeah, exactly. Right. Because you know, like at, at the heart of it and this would like, so I would, I would levy this. So when you talk about good versus bad, right? Like I would levy this same quote unquote criticism on you, for example, right? You know, you, you, you host this room and you, you know, you, you know, ask a Christian, we've got answers and you talk about things, you know, but you, you temper it differently. And, and, and I think carefully and fairly in saying, you know, these are the things that I believe I've heard you say countless times, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't pretend to be able to offer pr- this is a proof to you, which is different than some of the people, particularly these, um, more uh, adamant televangelists, right? Who, you know, who, who will, you know, proclaim truth and at the same time have a ticker tape of an 800 number scrolling across the bottom of the television screen for you to call and donate to them. That type of stuff. Like, you know, like people like, you know, Joe Olstein, right? Who, you know, who ran a church, you know, in, uh, you know, and yet when, um, and yet when, when there were, there were terrible floods, um, in, in New Orleans, like he, like he wouldn't open up his facilities to that, right? Cause they, he was quote unquote afraid, you know, of the, you know, of the, the flooding and things like that damaging it, but he didn't have any problem taking the money from, you know, from the people and stuff like that. So it's, so what I, I say, what I say on balance, uh, I guess it would be easier if I could just take a USB cable and plug you into my head so you could just read my thoughts. That Whoa, it, uh, oh my gosh, that's like me be, with God. If I could do that to you, you'd believe in God. If I could. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I think, Michael, I mean, you, you, brought, you brought up something really good. So with the Joel Olstein... Oh, CEO, uh, hang on. I, 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 we got to move on. We've been saying okay. we're moving on for 15 minutes. David, what's up, David? I'm chilling, man. Um, I guess if I could offer Michael one uh, <laughs> a, apology for Christianity uh, that, mm. that I've, I've been inspired to present here is Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is what I want us to look at. The spirit of uh, truth, revealing all things, bringing all things to remembrance. We're in the information age. So if we take a look at science, for example, like all the truth that science reveals is the identity of Jesus Christ. So like everything that science says is true, reveals God's face. So I take a, I take a scientific approach to my uh, faith in Christianity, and science tends to confirm everything the Bible puts forward in my study. So I just wanted, I just want to let you know. And, and as like a neurolinguistic programming system, right? If you just put the word on your brain, these things are going to manifest in material reality. So the reason I would say that Christianity is, is vital. It's a vital prayer to partake, to participate in is because what it's programming for is the healing of the nations and the end of every curse. So on a practical, on a practical level, the Bible is the most perfect code that that will heal us from the destructive code we're being force fed all day. Steph, you brought about this apocalypse. You respond, or Michael, you respond. Um, horrifyingly, I didn't disagree with all of that, uh, but I know it's going somewhere that I would not agree with. So take that for what you. So I, I think the only thing that I would say, uh, kind of in the form of a question, a pretty simple question, is, um, Dave, David, do you believe that God is natural or supernatural? Um, I mean, I don't think that God acts outside of his own power. So, I mean, I see all the powers of nature is revealing God. 
And in science now, we see like healing, miraculous healing through prayer is one modality. In the science now, like in the Bible, laying on of hands in the science now. So I mean, and proving that it's real. So, I mean, is that supernatural or is that natural? I mean, that's the power of God. It's, and it's, it presents us a free will proposition. Like, if this healing is possible, if everyone can learn how to do it, like, what do we do with our free will? I think most people will choose to participate in the healing process. So it's like not a matter of like being supernatural. Even as God reveals his face to us, we see him all throughout nature in his omnipotent benevolence moving through us. Right. So um, I understand all of those individual words that you just used, but I didn't hear an answer to my exceedingly simple question. Okay, sorry. Uh, So is there what I'm saying is I don't know. I don't know that I believe in I don't have the same concept of supernatural like most people do. I would say that everything which occurs in consciousness and life is natural. Even the supernatural, miraculous stuff that God puts forth is the natural order. I, oh, you I like that, Michael? Yeah, I don't know where to go. I'm going to say so. I heard him say that um, what what he just said, he's going to say no, uh, he doesn't believe the supernatural, but also in the same time saying what we what the normal person would call supernatural. Yes, he does believe in that, but because it's God and all things are natural, um, he'll say it's only natural, but you should hear that as yes, supernatural. Um, right. That's, okay. that's what I yeah. heard. Um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I heard too. So, so you, so you also said in your statement that you love science, right? Um, do, does science, does science have the capacity to test for the supernatural? So, science can only empirically observe nature. Perfect. So, thank in you. that sense, hang, 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 hang on. Before you go on a diatribe, just thank you for answering my question. Okay. So, by by your own definition. Okay. Science does not have the capacity to demonstrate the things that you believe. And if, if the God that you believe in was as evident through, through scientific investigation, as you seem to think it is, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, I mean, my people well, care for lack of knowledge, though. Like the fact, like the science that I'm referring to, what it reveals is all of material reality. This is this is science. William Bingston, he he did an article on on laying of hands. What it amounts to is cognition, bro. So, like, whatever whatever you cognate, whatever like language you use in your mind, that manifests into healing, or it can manifest into curses. This is science. So if this is so, if, if our cognition generates reality, then science would call for a perfect code to program reality with. And that's exactly what the Bible offers. I'm sorry. Did you just say if our cognition formulates reality? Yeah. If, 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 if our cognition generates reality, which it does, like if you pray for healing, the mice get healed, they get healed for life. You can't even get them sick with cancer with further injections of cancer, just with prayer. And they tied the healing effect to cognition. Can can you define cognition for me? How are you defining that word? Well, uh, what was observed is a brain state, a novel brain state, a novel cognition. So it's the the brain at work. 
Okay. So then, so just, just to be clear, it sounds like what you just said is that the brain has the capacity to manifest reality. Correct. Like one's, one's intention and what the logos, how you operate the logos directly, directly uh, produces material, material results. So it, so it can, it can eliminate cancer in laboratory studies, for example, this mechanism. Well, why don't we say hi? You can, you can move on now. My brain's bleeding out of my ears. Why don't we say hi to Quizimoto? What's up, Quizzy? Peace, peace. I am actually um, certified in a few things, and I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, one of the things I've been working on is manifestation uh, through meditation, and it does work to a point. Um, intent has something to do with it. I got into this, these rooms asking Christians questions about, uh, I think uh, David introduced me to, to his ministry. But um, my question is this, why, why do we have to um, fight wars over this? I have fought zero wars over this. Okay, that makes you yeah. better than everybody else, which is cool, but I'm out asking. I wanted to bring this up earlier, Quiz, when Michael was, like, Michael was saying, like, uh, and we were trying to assess, like, why people have a negative view of Christians in general. And it's because of, like, antichrist programming. Because we've been fed information that says Christians started all the wars. You know what I'm saying? Christians did all these evil things. But they never did that in Christ, even though they said they did it in his name. That's not of Christ. So the Christians didn't start the wars. It's really, like, Satanists and occultists and whoever's, whoever starts wars. That's who really started the, the wars of the Crusades and all. Steph, I'm actually finding myself uh, agreeing with more of David today than I thought I would. I know. I know it will change, but right okay. now, uh, anyways, guys, yeah. Uh, go. I'm just, I'm just presenting the true testimony, and with cannabis and all that, we're going to come into the realization <laughs> yeah, that I'm right about it, that too. He was doing okay. There we go. Yeah. We were doing good. All right, quiz, back to you. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, well, oh, uh, uh, hang on. There's so much going on. Hang on, quiz. We're going to come back to you. Let me just tie up a couple of loose ends. So, Michael, the the whole thing David was getting to is smoke pot, bro. You're cool with Christ. Like after you, if you just would have said yes to everything he said it would have eventually got to the point where the meaning of life is smoke weed, be at peace with Christ, all's good. That That's the culmination. Like, you know how you would ask me, what's the culmination of everything we would possibly have to say? And I'd say, repent, believe the gospel, be saved, be born again, be given eternal life by Jesus, and live in heaven, reconciled to your creator forever. That's what my culmination of everything would be. Uh, David's would essentially be like, smoke pot, be at peace, you're cool with God. That's the point of everything. Um, yeah, you're totally. Start with quiz. I want to see what he had to say. You're not. That's not my testimony, bro. I got the same testimony about Jesus Christ as you do. I'm just saying that cannabis is in the testimony, and you guys don't recognize. It. Oh, I'm, you I'm would agree with everything I said. Yeah, bro. You, you would agree with all the other stuff I said. It's all about Jesus Christ, man. It's all about Jesus Christ, and, and, and repenting from your sins. I'm talking about <laughs> repenting from this error that has cursed the church for an eon. Hmm. We're using the same words, but I think we mean different things. Maybe. I, I feel like uh, I, I feel like uh, um, Indigo Montoya and the Princess Bride. Uh, yeah. Right now. <laughs> Darn it! I really wanted to. I really wanted to hear what. I really wanted to hear what Quizzy had to say. Parrot. I mean, that, that. I mean, that was man. I'm disappointed. Can someone send him a message to get him back? Like paranormal researcher. Like 
Oh, that was right up Steph's alley. That was kind of interesting. Polymath? I don't know. He said he had a de- uh, demonology degree or something. David, do you know what a polymath is? Hold on. Yeah, it's someone who uh, makes uh, co- is makes connections between things, connects the dots. They and they see connections in everything. So polymath. I don't know if it's pathological or if it's just like an, a, a a way of people that certain people think. It might not be pathological. It might, but some people consider it a sign of pathology, but it's not necessarily. That is just called an anxiety disorder. Like that's that's what we do. <laughs> All right, I don't know where else to go. Where do you guys want to take us? D, what's up, D? Where do you want to take this? Steer the I ship. Just, I just came up because you invited me. <laughs> <laughs> you but guys, David that... is making a lot of sense today. <laughs> yeah, it. look, and one thing Quiz brought up with, with paranormal and all that, I need to bring this up for the church. This is going to sound off the wall, mm. but I have, like, men and women of God who in their moment of despair cry out to God and they're exposed to a weapon called voice of God. They actually hear a voice. So I've been exposed to this weapon myself, not in that, not in that tricky context, like in a reveal that says this weapons apparatus is proliferated. And I've seen, I've seen it even in the, in the church is what I'm saying. So all the paranormal ghosts, I've seen shadow people. I've seen, I've heard voices, psychic shit. It's all a weapon and it's proliferated and you'll hear about it. If you're looking for it, it's out there. Wait, who's your pastor, bro? Like, do you go to a church? my pastor? Unfortunately, uh, well, I follow a line of Judah Society, uh, Wyndham Yadon there. He's uh, He's got correct teachings. Uh, and Jesus Christ, he's a great pastor for me. But as far as this weapon system goes, again, it's going to sound off the wall, but for bringing oh, wait, this wait, testimony wait, wait. out. Lion of Judah Society, that's your Rasta. Is that right? He, he is Rastafarian. That explains uh, it. That okay, explains it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Is it really wrong if I just, like, draw myself a nice warm bath and just get a toaster and plug it in and just drop it? Don't do that, Nate. Yeah, don't even speak that way, brother. It's not that's not a healthy You're way to speak. You're gonna manifest it. Oh I lord. Okay. The official position of Ask a Christian is don't throw a toaster in a bathtub. That, that, don't do that. Um, oh goodness. See, back to back to the hyperbole, Michael. Um, see, I did it again. I'm not actually thinking about doing that. And you know, my mom is kind of the same way, not the Rasta way, but that you know, don't don't speak stuff, you know, because they'll they'll use that verse like you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and you know, out of the ends of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, but I mean, you know, I don't know a theological difference. I think Jesus has a sense of humor. So if I'm like, "Whoa, is me? I should just end it all." Well, bro, don't do that. That's negative. That's bad. Um, but if it's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna jump out of a plane with no parachute because my day at work is really hard," I'm like, "Well." I think that's fine. Like, no, I'm I'm not even slightly considering that. It's just a dark sense of humor, I guess. I don't know. So perhaps I just have disagreements with people about well, yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, how often do we joke about, you know, like I'll say something, I'll be like, you know, before Nate punches himself in the face more. I don't, I don't actually think you're staying there punching yourself in the face. Um, yeah, like, ah, kill me now. Don't kill me now. I don't really mean that. Not at all. <laughs> See, um, anyways, I'm just saying, Nate, brother, you're playing with fire. According to the research I just referenced, like 
it, whenever I disagree with the research thing, you just referenced. All right, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I see in the science. You need to be careful, brother. You're playing with. I, I'm sorry. I just I I can't anymore, David. Everything you're spewing is unfiltered bollocks. Like there is no truth to anything that you are saying. Like there just isn't. And, if, and, 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 and the best way, the best way, like you're, you're talking about science, cool, right? Demonstrable, repeatable, testable. Demonstrate it or just stop talking your foolishness because it is ridiculous. Now, the, the hard part is, is I find it comical, but it's, it is so, it's, it's beyond ridiculous. It truly is. You can't okay, well, manifest something into existence, bro. That's not okay, the science says you can you can inject a mice a mouse <laughs> with cancer, pray for it in this particular manner, achieve this cognition, and the mice are healed from their cancer. I have a question so about what, that. I have a question about that. How do you inject someone with cancer? Because so it's not in, HIV. In laboratory already... studies, whenever we test cancer drugs like this prayer, for example. Unfortunately, what we're doing is injecting mice with cancer, and the control group no, dies listen, in 28 you, to 32 listen, days. David, David, how do you inject something with cancer? I don't know. You yeah, order yeah. cancer from the from the magazine, and you order mice oh from the Whoa! magazine. You know, do you, the see laboratory. What it, you see the problem with this study, right? It's like already we don't have. What, what, like if you want to say if you want to say they like feed them Roundup to give them cancer, and then once they have cancer. We can walk further down that road. No, Would that be what question. you're saying? Yeah, here's a better question. David, what is cancer? Can you answer this that room. question? Yeah, so... <laughs> right now. How so, about he just give you his source and, and we can post it and look at it? I want to say demons. Yeah, maybe. I might agree with you on that one, Nate. I, I mean, Michael, on one hand, it's like, you know, <clears throat> like Christians or atheists, like, you know, you, you typically don't want the other side, um, the opposition agreeing with you too hard because, you know, it makes your, uh, you know, a, a, a among the adherents of whatever side, um, atheist or, or theist, it would make the other, the adherents of your side be a little skeptical if your opponent is agreeing too hard with you. Um, so on one hand, it's like, well, gosh, Michael probably doesn't like it when he says things that I agree super hard with him. And, and likewise, it's like, man, I appreciate Michael agreeing with me, but, um, you know, he's an atheist. So does that mean I have a very weak Christianity or does that mean he's coming to the light? <laughs> so, so it's like, in this case though, like when you're, when you're like, you know, of course you think, uh, bollocks it's, to it's use your term, it's, it's you, you think, yeah, <clears throat> well, yeah, it's like what you believe, you know, what, you know, I believe you think okay. is all wrong, but you're at peace with it enough that we can have civil dialogue and agree on a great number of just other stuff. But we disagree on my, on my religion beliefs. But whenever you like, like kind of come really, really close to the edge on this dude, because you disagree so vehemently, I'm like, wow, this is from a guy that thinks everything I say is wrong. Anyway, he must really hate what this guy's saying. So does that mean I have like bad Christianity or I have the truth and this guy's just like extra. I, well, I, that's well, that's I, my feeling. I, I would say, yeah, I would say you have something, you have something closer, closer to truth. But when someone says, but when someone says something tantamount to when they inject someone with internal rapidly dividing cells, which is what cancer is, which is not a thing, 
My wife's been a professional cancer fundraiser for over 20 years. And I've, I, I have spoken with the doctor who, who identified the T cell, which is the holy grail of immunology. And when I hear the, the, the again, unfiltered bollocks coming out of someone's mouth like this. And, and the, the biggest problem that I have is that you're going to go around and you're going to spew these lies. I shouldn't call them lies because I don't think you're being deliberately deceitful. When you're going to spew these, these untruths, these unbelievable points of ignorance to other people, that can be dangerous because you can end up affecting people in really negative ways. And you can tell people that have cancer to try to manifest something instead of going getting chemotherapy or radiation therapy. That's dangerous. And that's the kind of BS that I have positively zero tolerance for in any way, shape, or form. David, is anything I said to you even remotely unclear? Dude. I hear you. I hear you, Michael. I, I think you're taking me the wrong way here. All I'm doing is presenting you a study. Now, if you want to get into how we study cancer, can you link and you the can study? find out how we how we introduce cancer into a biological organism in a laboratory and then test our medicine against it. You can tell us all about that. That's what this study's about. If you want to clarify how we don't inject the, it with cancer or whatever, that's fine. Can you fine. link the study, please? Can you yeah, link the study? Yeah, it's in the chat. You link the study in the chat. Okay. Michael, if you would time. take five minutes and let us know your findings, I would be so thrilled oh, to hear what you have to say. Um, what, Steph? Was it Steph? Who was I it? I said I'm halfway through it. I'm getting there. I'm reading. Oh, how, how, how long is it? I mean, I guess not very long. Is it a few papers well, or like what's the gist of it? A minute. Uh, Bob, did, did Steph let you up here? It was Vaniel. <laughs> it's Steph lying. <clears throat> What's up, Bob? <laughs> wow. Is it getting a little warmer where you are by a few degrees? Bob, are you speaking? Well, Bob, here's your chance. Here's your chance, buddy. Oh, I would love to hear Bob and David talk for a while. That would be great. Bob, you just let me know if you're... If you're I just, I was putting a baby in, trying to put a baby in the baby seat. I'm glad I didn't break the baby's leg. I mean, Hello? you could have given it some weed and probably healed the leg. Okay, wait, first of all, the person... Where, where am I going to get the weed at? Real quick, uh, real quick David. before we set Bob and David off. David, the person who did this study out of Pechogee, New York, is the owner of Bangston Research, which is an... <clears throat> healing organization he's not a doctor he has a phd in energy work did you, did you look at the study steph did you see the study yeah i'm looking at it okay well just check out the results of the study and tell me what you think about those before you check this guy's credentials but the conductor of the study already has a severely biased agenda and therefore this wouldn't pass a peer review right is I mean, this study appears in like the Journal of Scientific Exploration 20 years ago. So if he was full of shit, he might have been called out on it by now. I think the study he, is going to. He is being called out on it right now. But I'm okay. Sure well, we're not how do you deb debunk his study then? Debunk that study. All right, I'm working on it. I mean, I, I already have like okay. So this is like when people vape, and then you see an art like a study come out by Philip Morris saying vaping is bad for you. I'm gonna throw that study in the trash. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, I guess, Steph, get a bunch of mice that have cancer and have David come do his thing. And if they all die, then 
there you go. So that's what that that's so, what they did in this study. So check out the study. The study speaks for itself. Debunk it if you can, or apply it if you can, if you're so inspired. You see, you see, Steph, I, I think I, I know where you're going with this, and you and I are very much on the same page. The, the, the problem with this is that is that I doubt very seriously that you would be able to find um, a group of reputable scientists that would waste their time attempting to debunk to debunk this this so obvious pseudoscience. And and the, and the, the real problem, David, and this is this is what what happens a lot, and we see this in many different fields. Um, just because somebody writes a just because somebody writes a study, especially someone who writes a study on medicine that isn't a medical doctor, that that might that could be problematic. Um, but the problem is, is that submitting it for even if you did submit it for for peer review, right? Then it, it no one will take it, it up. It, well, 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 yeah, and the reason no one will take it up is because it they don't want to like scientists don't want to give credence to pseudoscientists. And as soon as scientists take up study and say, hey, let's look at this thing, the pseudoscientists are like, oh, look, we got a group of scientists that are going to review this thing. Mm-hmm. And and the problem is, is it's such a catch-22. If they agree with it, woohoo, we're, we're, we're verified. If they disagree with it, oh, man, look at their bias, man. They don't want to see the truth. And also, it's like, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So, like, if, if this dude, like, if anyone had heard about them, like, you know, if he was on the world stage, and, you know, this was like making headway and, and, you know, this is the next big thing. He was on Oprah and he was on people's minds in front of their face. I guarantee there would be reputable scientists who are like, OK, well, this guy's popular enough that it's going to be, you know, a- attention grabbing. There's enough interest. Let's legitimately take these claims and, you know, put them through the, the study. Let, I mean, let's go ahead and put them would, through the ringer. You would um, think- so, I mean, you know, that's like I, like I could come up with like some some studies right now and probably make some really wild claims. And, you know, come up with some some kind of faux data to verify it. And then I could probably, for like the next 10 years, go around touting, hey, guys, check out my study. No one's debunked this. No one's debunked this because no one knows about it. Um, and then if people knew about it, well, then it wouldn't be important enough for people to care about it. So, like, you could do any kinds of, like, shady stuff. And I'm not saying this guy did. I don't even know this guy because no one knows him. Uh, but, I mean, if you did that, I I could probably come on here and preach every day about my study and how I'm right and I have the answer. Um, and no one's going to debunk it because no one cares. Um, Here, here's it, the anyway. thing too, right? And this is not a study. This is a narrative of, okay, so so let me just, I could read this part that actually is important to you guys real quick. Um, because this, David, like this isn't a scientific study. This isn't a medical study. It's just a narrative. It's a story, right? And And that's the way it's written. So they have it labeled like it's a study, but it's not. So he's outlining, Crinsley was a professor of Queens College, City University of New York. He'd arranged for a disinterested professor of biology who was doing conventional cancer research to prepare experimental animals. Her area of expertise was essentially breast cancer. She was familiar with the progression of breast cancer and all this. So they injected the mice with this code H2712 host strain thingamajig. The normal progression of a mouse uh, after injection is the development of a non-metastic palpable invisible tumor that grows so large it crushes the internal organs of the host. Okay, so we're injecting with something. Host survival uh, in the conventional literature was 100% fatality between 14 to 27 days after injection. The experimental procedure was planned as follows. Bengston, the energy worker, 
was to place his hands around the outside of a standard laboratory plastic cage containing six mice for one hour per day while applying the healing technique, beginning three days after injection. So already we have no, there's no like clinical explanation of what's happening here. So that's why I'm labeling he, this as a narrative. He tells the technique. Uh, it's tight. He, he, uh, it's, no, I read uh, that. It's a, I read it's just that. a discipline that uh, develops a cognitive state. You just achieve a cognitive state and hold it there. Right. So already we've stepped out of the realm of scientific study. Applying the healing technique beginning three days after injection. At no time were the mice to be directly touched. Six control mice were kept in a separate laboratory in the same building. One experimental mouse died of natural causes before treatment began, so only five mice were actually treated. Our initial hope was that we might get significant difference in survival between the experimental animals and their controls. Remission was not seriously considered. Our results were totally beyond expectation. About 10 days into the procedure, the experimental mice began to develop blackened area on their tumors, which they previously explained was part of the progression of the disease. At this point, Bengston presumed the experiment was failing and wanted to call it off, but Prinsley convinced him to continue, reasoning that there was nothing to lose. Approximately one week later, the blackened areas ulcerated as though they had been split open. And then we have some photos. In some cases, the ulceration grew extremely large, then appeared to implode as the wound closed. The mice then lived their normal lifespan about two years. In the figures, the index card notation A3 identifies the mouse. We've got a bunch of photos here. The tumor is visible on day 22. The tumor is clearly larger, but has developed an encrusted ulceration on its surface, day 28. So the control mice presented us with some unique challenges. In the initial stages of developing the experimental procedure, the healer warned that he could not be near the control mice, or they too would go into remission. Although skeptical, we agreed to keep the control mice in another lab. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is a narrative. This reads like a data log from Resident Evil right before yes. the zombie mice break what free and eat people. Though? What did the numbers look like? We you know what I'm saying? Is he lying? We can't clearly say because there's no data given, David. There's no data. It's a, it's a, it's a narrative. Dudes, I think my okay. the data is <laughs> the mice. You just said these mice live two years instead of dying in, in 37 days. That's the data. Yeah, I think my favorite part of the are the references towards the end. Um, this oh, is I'm getting the there. Okay. Yeah. So the journal of uh, the journal of for of the Society of Psychical Research. Um, that's cool. Um, the where, where's the other? Oh yeah, the journal of uh, journal of parapsychology, mm. Inter international journal of parapsychology. So that's cool. Um, so um. Yeah, like I, I, uh, I wrote a study a bunch of years ago after trying to find a new dentist, um, and the uh, the conclusions of the studies are as follows: um, nine out of ten dentists that I spoke to think the tenth dentist is an idiot. Um, like you can you can you can write up a study for anything, man. Um, but like these these references are spectacular. Um, uh, the therapeutic touch, how to use your hands to help or heal. Like, uh, so, and, and I'm guessing that that isn't about massage therapy because I'm a thorough believer in massage therapy. Um, the future of the body explorations into the further evolution of human nature. Um, wow. Uh, psychokinesis in experimental tumorogenesis. Wow. <clears throat> Oh, or David, that, do, you, do you just do you just like getting high? I mean, you guys can poo-poo the data all you want. I encourage you to scream There's into the no petri data. dish for all it's good. It's a 
story, David. That's what I mean. There's no data. Was this repeated? How many scientists were involved? Did they have other healers doing the same work? Were there different conditions? I mean, the and reason, I, and I think no, the, the only, I don't think, I don't think the study is, is, I don't think the study is really questionable. It's been repeated. Um, and like, uh, it was over, like the person who designed the study is a cancer researcher. I mean, it's pretty solid. The, the, the problem okay. we're having, the same problem we're having with Brzezinski, who, 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 uh, discovered anti-neoplastons, which also have good success against cancer, but you never heard about him because they assaulted him with like information weapons, tried to take his license away. And so it never hit the market, sabotaged his study for the FDA and stuff like that. So there is a concerted effort of information denial, misinformation, and disinformation to keep us all in the dark about this. Okay, so hang on real quick. We, we got to get, hang on, we got, we got to get Bob in. We, we got to get Bob in here, but um, real quick, um, two things. Uh, let's see, can I remember that far? Um, one thing is, David, I don't doubt that there's people with groundbreaking cancer research, and, um, you know, perhaps um, there are, you know, the powers that be that don't love where certain techniques or things are going, so perhaps they've, you know, they've certainly suppressed other medical doctors for other treatments for things um, in the past. So I don't have a problem believing that something like that could happen. However, in this case, there is the guy is not saying this happened. He doesn't say people are following him around looking through his windows. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't know about him until like an hour ago. But I mean, you know, you presumably know him very well. So unless you're going to say that this guy thinks like, you know, the government's following him around, suppressing his research, like it doesn't seem based on what we're learning and what you've said, that there is any such claim about information suppression. Uh, suppression. So I would say that while I, I mean, agree that that you, can be done, can. it doesn't seem to be, hang on, it doesn't seem to apply in that case. I want to bring Bob in, but I want to say one more thing first, because I guess as someone who's trying to be a not completely terrible Christian, let me just go ahead and state what we actually believe. So what you've heard here today, um, you know, there's a choice. If you're an adult, uh, you know, make your own choice. You're responsible for what you do. But uh, if you want to know what the Bible, my claim that the Bible actually teaches that you need is we are in this fallen world and we see it more and more every day. And uh, there is a God and uh, you are at odds with that God. If you would like to have eternal life forever and when you expire in this world, Live reconciled to your creator forever. Repent. The stuff you know you shouldn't be doing, stop doing it. Follow Jesus. That's who we claim God is. He came from heaven to earth, lived a perfect life, showed us the way to live. He died. He let himself be murdered to be a sacrifice for these things that separate us from God called sin. If you believe that, if you're willing to believe and reach out in faith that he died, he was buried, and he resurrected, he rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven, and we ask him to make us born again, give us eternal life, and we will follow him. Congratulations. That is all you ever need to know. If you get struck by lightning right after that belief and confession, you are cool with God. You've been given eternal life. That's what we believe. I believe biblically based Christianity teaches. So if you would like that, it's totally free. Pray to Jesus right now. Say that. Okay. There's been your uh, plug for Christianity. So with that being said, <clears throat> Bob, I would love to <laughs> hear you and David uh, talk a little bit. Bob, are you there? Just say if you're there. Are you able to speak? Bob? Okay. Uh, so, David, uh, let's see. If I've got you all wrong, you guys can work it out with each other. But just to introduce you, if you haven't met before, uh, Bob is a, I guess, what, Unitarian Universalist, uh, says he's a Christian, but doesn't denies the divinity of Jesus. Um, I think that's the biggest off-the-beaten-trail issue we have with Bob. Um, totally denies the Trinity. Um and Dave, I think the biggest issue people 
um, have with you. I, I'm actually not sure. There are probably a few of them. But one of them is is you put an incredible emphasis on cannabis and smoking cannabis and like the the natural stuff. Um, you said you agreed earlier about the, the the kind of Jesus is God. I I think in some way. But anyway, so um, there you go. R- real quick, David, do you believe that there's a Trinity, or do you not get that far? I mean, or? there's a Father, there's a Son, there's a Spirit. I don't go around calling myself a Trinitarian. Like that's the only thing. Like I don't know. Like it's just the, tr- the concept of the Trinity is like I don't know. I was raised Roman Catholic, so I understand the concept of the Trinity. But uh, like I don't know why people wouldn't understand the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. I don't know why that wouldn't be apparent from the Scripture. I don't understand. That. Okay, and and real quick, uh, Galib, this could take a while. So did you happen to have a quick question or anything? Yeah, my bad. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, no, yeah, I just said I didn't really understand it either. So I was just I was just listening. But my bad. I didn't mean to inter- interrupt. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. I was, I was just wondering if you had something quick because uh, Dave and Bob could, could take a while. I just wanted to make sure we got to everyone. Oh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, down, I'm down to listen. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. So. Okay, cool. All right, so David and Bob, go. So, Bob, Bob why don't you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what you got, Bob? Bring it, Bob. Uh, I, I can't believe you think you believe there's a concept of the Trinity to begin with. She can't have this because this is Because... That's the most absurd, you know, doctrine that there is. And the other one would be that smoking uh, enhances your ability to hear from God. Now, where did I miss? Okay, well. Yeah, do the pot one. Yeah, sure. So, uh, cannabis is specifically ordained, sanctified by the word of God and our prayer, according to 1 Timothy 4. We were warned that following doctrines of demons, folks would be ordered to abstain from certain foods. This is definitely falls under that category. And uh, we also find in Revelation 22, the tree of life is for the healing of the nations. We have a right to it. And anybody who, who screws with the word of God loses their right to the tree of life. So that's exactly what happened. Uh, Jeremiah 8.8 8 says the lying scribes handled the word falsely. This is why there's no balm in Gilead today. Because cannabosum in the Hebrew, which we find on the altar of incense and in the anointing oil in Exodus 30, was mistranslated to render sweet calamus, aromatic cane in our modern translations, where it should read cannabis. The reason I'm on a bent about it is because as Christ, as Peter denied Christ three times and Christ made Peter affirm him three times, we've been cursing cannabis in the dirt. It's been removed from the from the word of God. And we've lost our right to the tree of life until we restore it to the word of God. And everybody knows this. That's why I'm on the bent about it, because it's been cursed so hard for down the eon that I'm trying to bless us in the truth about it as hard as I can. But and as far and but let me know what you think about the Trinity, because what what I'm saying is pretty settled as far as just the linguistic scholarship, the archaeological scholarship founded on the altar of incense stuff in the archaeology Telerod a few years ago. So what I'm saying about cannabis is pretty settled. Although it's still considered a disputable matter, but I'd, I'd like to hear what you think about the Trinity. Uh, well, hang on, real fast. Before, uh, I, I think I. I, 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 I oh, uh, give me one second so they can think about it, and then I can talk to you. Um, yes, uh, sorry, uh, I did that. My bad. Didn't mean to start a Trinity tangent because you know we talked to Bob about that constantly. I, I specifically wanted to hear about Bob and the pot thing because that's new. But think about that, guys, for a second. Uh, Aaron, yeah, what's up? Good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, I wanted to ask David, you said that it's originally cannabis in what verse did you say? Because I'm looking this up in my uh, Hebrew text. 
Go yeah, ahead. so uh, it'll the the occurrence we'll point to is Exodus 30, 23. 30, 23. Cannabossum okay. in Hebrew. Yes, ma'am. Anointing oil. Okay, so Bob, you heard David say a lot about, uh, you know, how weed is great or whatever. Uh, what do you think about that, Bob? Well, they use cannabis in the temple. Uh, I guess you could use cannabis today. I mean, I, I can't. If they, if they didn't have a problem with cannabis, you know, 2,000 years ago or three, uh, why do you have you just a problem with it today? So, so you just accept that then? Like he, he just told you that and you just accept it or did you always believe they used it? No, I, I didn't. I had no idea, but if, if that's the case. You I mean, mean he just told you that and you believed it? Like, why don't you? I mean, the, the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth says David, it's good. This is, this is not a hard teaching. Bob, oh my gosh, I thought this was, I thought this was gonna take, uh, Bob, I gotta mute you, man. When you're, not, when you're not talking, you got a ton of noise. I thought this was going to be take longer, but it is interesting for a whole different way. David, I think you just got a follower. That, that, that's the, that's okay, the, I'm still, but I'm that's still not good. Exodus. I still, I want to understand this because I have the original here. And so what word is cannabis that we're not being translated to can to cannabis in Exodus? Cause here it says, take the finest spices of liquid myrrh. 500 shekels and a sweet smelling cinnamon half of half as much that is 250 and 250 of aromatic cane so which of these words is cannabis in its original aromatic cane ma'am okay let me look yeah man in the you the got living, the living torah acknowledges the scholarship of sula bennett and offers hemp cannabis as one possible uh, translation. The what? The living what? The living Torah. Oh. Besam, so fragrant cane, cane would be cannabis. Okay. Let me. Steph, we may have just unknowingly created a cult with Bob and David. No, no, you hadn't, that. you hadn't done that. It. I'm here for it. I think that David is going to get Bob smoking weed, and I think Bob's going to get David to be one man, and they're just going to join forces, and Yaju will come in somewhere, and then there will be other, like, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this, you know, uniting of evil. So it's e more easily identified? You know, that's not bad, right? So is it bad to unite evil? And, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to say you're evil, but no. I mean evil. Um, well, 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 is it bad to unite it? Because, like, we were just talking about how the other guy, I, I forget his name, Love or whatever, and, and Yaju and these other people come in with their cults. And it's like you can't pin it. You don't. Re it takes you forever to know how to talk to them because they're so ethereal and out there, and they just are won't let you t know what they actually believe. So if we unite a couple of people in one group, that have some sort of dogma, then it will be, yes, you're uniting them, so that may be bad, but then it will be more easily to, like, identify them and speak directly to them because they have some sort of, as Chris would say, manifesto. <laughs> um, so maybe it's not bad. I don't know. I'll leave it to God's hands. Uh, Gabriel, you were saying something. Word. I'm looking at the word, and it says here the de definitions. In, in none of the definitions here uh, from Strong. So I guess you told me there's another place that I can find a different definition, because all these here are calamus, aromatic reed, 
water plant reed, stock of grain. Um, nowhere does it say cannabis in any of these, uh, these in the dictionaries that I'm looking at. Yes, so can you please tell it's, me what, 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 where did you? So uh, I learned of this through the historian from Canada, Chris Bennett's research, where he uh, references Sula Bennett's discovery, no relation, in the 30s when she did. She looked at etymolo the etymology of this particular occurrence and determined that the correct translation should be cannabis. So it's been in the in the linguistic science literature for since the 30s. But uh, you won't find it in the Strong's. Like I mentioned earlier, it's in the Living Torah. So they do acknowledge a the scholarship there. But even most uh, modern modern scholars like don't include this in uh, in like Bible uh, commentary or in the word explicitly. And this is why I'm calling for a clean copy of the Bible, because this has this is why there's no bomb in Gilead, because the lying scribes handled the word falsely. Are we having fun yet? I, I, uh, I have a phone I, call, but I, I, I wrote down what you said, the living Torah. So I'm going to read. I want to have a phone call. No, yeah, I would say uh, if it's okay. If not, uh, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. I'm not wanting to like keep on doing the same topic, the same topic, but I would like to have a discussion with David about the Trinity, if that's okay. Uh, well, since, uh, so since, uh, you know, we have hardcore disagreements with David um, about just pretty much everything. Um, and it sounded like he says he only has a concept of the Trinity because he was raised with that concept. Um, yeah, I, I would say on one hand, you know, we would be the ones you'd have that conversation with, which maybe we can for a couple minutes. And on the other hand, I have a limited amount of time. But yeah, do you have like very simple questions about the Trinity before I got to run? Nah, they might be more philosophical. So, we, hey, I'll add you up to Nate, and uh, any time if you would like, uh, uh, just I'll join up, and I can see if I can ask you there. It'll, it'll be a lot better. But uh, sure. I mean, we're usually here like like this room's usually here like Monday through Friday, like about this time. Like this is usually when we end. Um, but yeah, for about like two hours before. So wherever you are, like I, two I, hours I, previous I, until I, now. I'm in the Midwest, so it's I, I do want to. I do want to hear from Bob, you guys. You introduced Bob as someone who denies the divinity we'll do it. of Jesus. But... We'll do it Monday. We'll do it Monday, Nate. Thank you. Oh wait, wait. So you, um, oh man, oh I don't know, Steph. Can you do five more minutes? Yeah. We haven't addressed. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, Steph. If I if I have to go, just shut it down at, at your convenience in like five minutes, but. All right, Bob. Yeah, that was one thing we we didn't address. David, I I wasn't sure where you stood on the divinity of Jesus, but you do believe in the divinity of Jesus, and Bob does not. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that for a second, guys. I got a lot of noise. My wife's talking. My baby's listening, so it may not. I can hear you though. It's red. It's fine as long as you mute when you're not talking. No, I think he's saying he can't pay attention. He can't do the conversation justice right now. He's in the car with oh, his wife. Is, is, that, is that what he's saying, or is he saying it's just too noisy? Because when he talks, the noise isn't bad. But when he doesn't talk, the noise is bad. Is that what you're saying, Bob? Okay, you you can't have this conversation, or I if the noise didn't... I can have the conversation. Go ahead. Okay, so David believes Jesus is God, and Bob does not. Who wants to start? Uh, David, why is Jesus God? 
Um, I mean, he's got like a five-fold testimony demonstrating that he's divine, you know? Uh, he says, before Abraham was, I am. That means he is the I am. So, I mean, according to the word, he's the almighty. So that's what I, I kind of see in the, my, that's how I read the word. Yeah, but what do you read about what God says to Gabriel when he sent to, was sent to talk to Mary? Uh, you don't believe that? What do he say there? He said that Mary would conceive, have a child, name him Jesus. And Gabriel said that the Most High, the Lord God, would give him the throne of his father David. And uh, nowhere in that conversation can you come out with Jesus uh, is God, you know. Quack, quack, quack. All right. So let's see. So how is Jesus distinguished from, or no, not distinguished from, how is Jesus separate from outside of God the Father's divinity? All right, he was appointed by God. Have you read that? Jesus has been appointed by God. So uh, why, why would he need divinity if he's appointed by God? I think we all need divinity in our divine, in our divine appointments. So, I mean, well, I understand that he's a man. If you're yeah, appointed, yeah. he was a man. I get that he was a man, but there's a there's a doctrine that's pretty popular that says he was fully man and fully divine. And that's just a doctrine, you know. That's, that's one that came up with. Okay, so you're just saying Jesus was a man and he was not God, even though he said, I am the I am. Um, and so he's not divine, like brother, do you recognize Christ in yourself? Like, is that, do you recognize an aspect of divinity in yourself and in others? You know, are we not all, do we not all share in Christ's divinity or is there no such thing? Christ is a word that has nothing to do with divinity, does it? Well, I mean, I associate the story of Jesus Christ with salvation by providence. And so in that sense, it's in the divine order. Yeah, well, in the city of David, there was born for you a Savior who is the Lord, the Christ, the Lord is the way it's got it translated. But yeah, that's Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And uh, he is truly, absolutely the son of God, but he ain't God the son. He's just the son of God. I mean, there is an order, there is a differentiation between Jesus and God and that Jesus came in the flesh to live the testimony in this material existence, according to the scriptures. Um. And that's sort of, for me, man, that's what makes him divine. The fact that the word put on flesh is, is a sign of divinity. That's just how I read it, though. I don't, how do you read it? 
I read it just like it says. Mary conceived. God made a promise. He made two promises. He made one through uh, Moses that there would be, God would raise up a prophet like him amongst the people. And God also made a promise to David concerning one to sit on his throne. So, so God's, you know, kept, and he's done this by this baby that Mary gave birth to. So it, <clears throat> she really gave birth to a baby. She, she wasn't a conceptus mama. In other words, she produced, you know, what came from her body. Some people think there was a holy conceptus, but I don't agree with that. Well, I mean, if you're talking about a historical immaculate conception, I mean, I don't necessarily subscribe to that in the fundamentalist sense myself, because the Bible says don't believe in fairy tales. So in that sense, we might be on the same page. But uh, that doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean that Christ isn't real, that he's not actually historical in the sense that he's based on the testimony, people who deliver the testimony and his miracles are real and all these things that are real about Christ. Um, so uh, I'm, just, I'm is, trying to understand. Well, it's Jesus that's real. You understand? I mean, Mary really had a baby. Uh, he was circumcised and they brought him to the temple. Uh, to present him to God and sacrificed for the child. So uh, I don't think you would have to sacrifice anything, you know, to God for a divinity, especially one that's philosophically by some people that believe, what did you call it, fallacy of Trinity? So you're saying because Jesus partook in human rituals he wasn't he's not god like there's no indication that he's god to you no he was anointed by god i mean the holy spirit came you know when he was about 30 years old and god said this is my son so uh, it's pretty obvious that jesus is not god okay i mean he's not the father but i and the father are one what about that well, if you read further along in John, we're supposed to be one as they are one. Did you miss that verse? Oh, no. I'm, I'm talking about the divinity within us. I'm talking about being one with Christ and the Father. Well, there's somewhere in the Bible that says something about becoming a partaker of that divine nature. And Jesus became a partaker of the divine nature when the Holy Spirit came upon him. And if you indeed have the Holy Spirit, uh, the divine nature is now abiding in you. Okay, okay. So understanding that we're not the Father, but that the mystery is we're not the Father, but we're one with the Father. In that sense, and be Jesus being one with the Father, in that sense, if Jesus is one with God, is Jesus not God? Uh, hang no. on, unfortunately. Uh, uh, Thank you. Thank unfortunately, you. I. Yeah, unfortunately, I do have to run. But uh, peace to to your question, at least the first one. Uh, can some Christian, where I was explaining Revelation thirteen ten, uh, if you read the the whole the whole context of it, like starting at verse thirteen one, it's basically, yeah, Michael. Oh, have an awesome vacation.
Um, but yeah, in 1310, it's specifically talking about like, uh, basically like uh, you reap what you sow, that type thing. So let me get back to it real quick. So like, if it's been talking about being taken into captivity, it's basically saying like, whatever you do to, whatever you do to, you know, these people, you're going to get what's coming. So like, if you kind of like, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword, that type of thing. So if you subject God's people to captivity or violence, eventually you're going to face the consequences of your actions. So that's that's kind of what it's saying. Um, oh, that's the first one I saw. But anyways, yeah, I, I do have to run. Let me say one more time, since you've heard all kinds of stuff that we disagree with so hardcore, let me just say one more time, you know, if anyone is curious what Christianity actually is or what we actually believe or what the actual point of it is, it is eternal life being reconciled to your creator, the God of the Bible. So if you want eternal life, it's free, no big deal, repent, stop doing bad stuff you know you shouldn't be doing anyways, call in the name of Jesus, call on Jesus, pray to Jesus, ask him to forgive you of your sins that separate you from God, save you, make you born again, and give you eternal life. At that moment, we believe you'll be sealed by the Holy Spirit and God himself will live with you and many of these questions you have will start to go away and you will see things in a different light, in a different perspective, and you'll be like, huh, I wonder why I waited so long. Anyways, so pray directly to the God of the Bible, directly to Jesus, and that is what Christians actually believe. Exercise faith, and you will be saved. So, um, everyone have an awesome weekend, and we'll see you next time. And yeah, if you guys want to continue any of these conversations, join us next week. All right, everyone have an awesome day.